Welcome everybody to the fifth episode of Rowley Knows. Today we have a very special guest. Well, we have special guests, but um, sitting right next to me we have Daniel Olson. Hello, everyone. And um, we both um, met at UNLV in uh, accounting. Yes, accounting. And uh, today we're going to talk about how. Um, I mean, you you. What do we go to school for? Uh, well, thank you for having me first, oh, Raul. No problem. Happy to be here. Um, but yeah, we met in accounting one, the first like math class that we took. And I feel like we both had no idea what was going on. Pretty so much. we kind of stuck together and was just trying to figure our way out through, uh, the hotel college. So, yeah. Definitely. So, um, being that we're, uh, hospitality majors or alumni now, yes, uh, go so congratulations. You too. Um, we both went to UNLV for hospitality and we both live in Las Vegas, which is one of the meccas of hospitality. And being that we studied and uh, we're going into the field of hospitality, what have you done so far as um, hospitality? Like, what's your experience? Uh, so I basically started hospitality because I'm born and raised in Vegas. So I always like say in all my interviews, like, it's just kind of like in my blood. Like, it's something <laughs> that I've always been That's surrounded That's your go-to. With. It's my go-to, like, straight answer. I mean, it's an easy one. Like, my grandma worked at the Flamingo for her entire life. My dad, I mean, you're familiar with PTs, right? Yeah. Works with that is my favorite bar. Yeah, it's like a cool local bar, and they've they've grown immensely since like my dad started with them. Um, but yeah, I just kind of wanted to get into it because it's what my city is all about. And so my dad, one day, was just like, "Well, why don't you like think about hospitality? Like UNLV is probably like the best school for you or for hospitality um, to study." Um, so started at UNLV, a hospitality major since day one, and then. Now that I'm alumni, like, I do not regret a single thing. Like, I've talked about, like, with you and, like, even some of our other, like, classmates, like, just the experience that you get at UNLV is probably one of the best. And, like, the networking and the connections are, they're invaluable. So, definitely great. love the school, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I love what I do as well. I, I would I would love to say that I'm born and raised here, but I was born somewhere else. But I was raised here, definitely. Yeah. But, um, yeah, being that we're in the hospitality industry, um how how much has that if has it affected you with what's going on right now um, pandemic. in a pretty yeah in a pretty big way i had i did an internship last summer in la with marriott um which was amazing and then after that i had the opportunity to do a it was like a post-grad kind of management and training program where i spend a year at a marriott property and kind of go kind of like how I did with my internship, go through different road uh, departments and kind of experience and sit down with managers and see what it's like to be in that role. Um, and it kind of sets you up for your career, probably in the best way. And like I credit a lot of that to you and I'll be because you can't graduate without an internship. So yeah, it really yeah, kicked my butt into really starting to like figure out what I wanted to do. Um, so yeah, at the end of last summer, I secured that job to start in January. And so I started January. <laughs> I love that. Um, so I started in January out in L.A. I was working at the JW and Ritz-Carlton right behind the Staples Center. Um, and it was amazing. Like, it was exactly what I was looking for as far as, like, property. I wanted to work luxury. Um, and, like, JW, Ritz-Carlton, like, that's pretty, like, at, uh, last summer I was working at Courtyard Residence Inn. So I kind of, I saw it across the street and I was like, that, that would be yeah, dope to work definitely. there. And then, so I got the opportunity. And then two and a half months later, you know, your girl's on furlough. <laughs> She's yeah. laid off, which was definitely unexpected. Um, 
my friend and I always joke, like, when you study four years to get a, a degree in a hospitality that's tanked, <laughs> and then you graduate four years, and then you get laid off. <laughs> uh, I know, right? But it's, it's definitely, like, a really weird time right now. But yeah. um, being that I've been in the same job that, you know, I'm in right now, I kind of, like, I kind of needed it. Yeah. No. <laughs> I needed I the mean, little even vacation. even school, like, you were working, like, crazy hours. Yeah. Like, I didn't know how you were doing it, man. I didn't know either, but, you know, I it had to get done. You know, I'm not going to complain about it. Yeah. I already complained enough. But, I mean, <laughs> being being that, you know, like, uh, this whole unemployment thing and uh, having the whole pandemic and um, having to be quarantined and stuff like that, um, there's been a lot of talk um, everywhere, social media, um, especially in the hospitality industry uh, itself. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people, uh, conspiracies that are coming up saying that coronavirus is, does not exist, which I don't agree. And, um, like, at first, like, I wasn't, like, really – that big into like like oh is it real until mm-hmm. like i met somebody or i know somebody that had it you know what i mean and i was like damn it is real like yeah this is i don't not know how you could argue that it's not i know no i, I wasn't saying it wasn't <laughs> but like no i know there's people out there that always yeah. want to yeah yeah so um with that being said we today we have a special guest uh joining us from phoenix arizona uh she her name is melissa calles right you go by that name now yeah, always. Okay, so welcome, everybody, welcome, uh, Melissa. Hello. <laughs> oh, man. Hello. Okay. Hi, Raul. Hi, Danielle. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Um, and for what it's worth, you know, just hanging in there. Um, thank you for asking me to be on the podcast. I know when you had first asked me, I was like, Sure, let's do it. And then you tell me because you want me to talk about the coronavirus. <laughs> hey, that hey, was that. No, that was, we'll have another I one in the like, future. But. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just like, shoot, I can't say no now. Um, no, there's, it, it's totally fine. Um, yeah, I'm actually one of the, unfortunately, I'm one of the lucky ones that um, got diagnosed or tested positive for it. Um, and it's definitely been a wild ride, to say the least. Um Today, I'm actually on day 23 of self-quarantine and still like being in my room, isolated, trying to get through it and stuff. And it's it's been tough. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, well, first of all, we're happy that you're you're recovering. Yeah, correct? you seem in good health. So, yeah. oh, oh I, I'm I'm. I'm definitely on the end of it. It's already like on its way out and stuff. I feel great and everything, but it wasn't like that, like the whole time. So, so is it because of coronavirus, think. your voice is all raspy or what is it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was actually blessed with this beautiful voice. <laughs> no, it's just a joke. It's an ongoing joke. It's, it, oh. it's an ongoing joke, always. Yeah, he'll be like, "What the heck, you're a girl," or like, "I'll have like phone, I'll like have like phone interviews, like for a job or something," and then I'll tell my siblings or him, I'll be like, "Oh, they want to meet me in person," and they'll they're like, "Oh my god, they're gonna be like, what the heck, you're a girl." <laughs> I love raspy voices, rocket. So like, thank we're, you, we're, thank- gla- we're glad you joined us and that you're in good spirits and uh, hopefully, like, well, not hopefully, I we we see that you're in good health and you're and you're mm-hmm. in the road to recovery, but. Um, being that we're speaking on the topic of, of coronavirus, um, yeah. how do you feel like you got exposed to it? Like, how, like, did you like, you know, like, uh, is that, was it, I, I don't know. Like, well, how did you do it? Or how did you so, do it? Like, how did so it that's, 
Oh, it was totally on purpose and it was planned. No, <laughs> but, no. Here's the here's the crazy part though. The so I was going to work and everything. Everything was fine, right? Taking like the necessary precautions, but like everybody just. You never think it's going to be you. It's just like it's there, but it's not there. Um, but my sister comes home one day and we had been hanging out all week. We had, you know, we were watching movies, eating hot dogs, sharing a fork and stuff. That was like a Thursday or like a Wednesday or something. And then come Friday, she tells me that on Sunday she had a cookout with her boyfriend's family and their one of their nephews had tested positive for it. She's like, sister, I hung out with you pretty much all week. I just think you should get, get tested just to be safe. I didn't think much of it. I was like, how about you get tested? And then when you get your results back, if you're negative, then I know I'm good. Right. Or if you're if you're positive, then I'll go get tested and stuff. And she was like, it would just make me feel I mean, she's in the health. She's in the she's a health professional. She's in that field. So she was like, it would make me feel a whole lot better. if You just go get tested with me and we just, you know, get it done with because I. Yeah, for her. And especially because I still live at home with my parents and my brother. And, you know, it's just, you know, to be safe. So I was like, fine. I went. She came back negative. I came back positive. So we were like, what? Yeah. So, I mean, I definitely. I mean, I definitely didn't get it from her, her nephew, or I mean, boyfriend, nephew. That just opened up the possibilities of where the heck did I get it from? Right. Now, to prevent my parents from getting it, I was the one getting the groceries, running the errands, filling up their gas tanks, doing all of that. So, and I was still going to work at my job. Like I hadn't worked from home until I tested positive for it. So it could have been anywhere. Like your guess is just as good as mine. Um, I don't know. It just, it just so happened that... I mean, unfortunately, I tested positive for it. And then four or five days passed and I was asymptomatic or so I thought, meaning, you know, I, I was fine. Mm-hmm. Called my work, told them I tested positive. I could still work from home. They brought me all my equipment. I was like, well, 14 days, got to let it pass by and I'll be great. On the fifth day through like towards like the end, I started having difficulty breathing. Oh, no. And I... I already have like bad anxiety and that you were tested for positive already at this point. Yeah. 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 I I was already, I was already positive. I was keeping my distance. Nobody, like nobody was coming near me or anything. I just thought I was asymptomatic meeting. I was going to start and finish with no symptoms and it was just going to like, whatever. So you know, like all this. Cause I'm fucking, I'm sorry. I'm so ignorant. Asymptomatic means no, no symptoms. Yeah, you're not showing any symptoms or anything like that. Meaning you still have it. So the biggest danger that I thought I, the big, my biggest concern was not giving it to anybody else because I thought it was just not going to affect me personally. But no. So on the fifth day, I'm just hanging out and stuff. Actually, it doesn't matter. But I was just hanging out and stuff and in my room. And I started feeling like kind of like hot. And I was like, well, the AC's still running. So I turned the fan on and I was like, I just can't breathe. Like, I feel like. I don't know. I just can't breathe. So I opened the window, still couldn't breathe. And then I started kind of like not hyperventilating, but I just what it doesn't matter how much I was gasping. I wasn't getting enough air. And I was like, shit, this is I'm sorry. I don't know if I can cuss or not. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, And I was like, shit, like this is it. Like I started having shortness of breath. I was like, okay, okay, okay. Come down. If this is the worst, it's fine. I use my inhaler by that was Sunday, like mid Sunday by Monday morning. I woke up and it was as if I had just ran you guys like a mile or two. Like, you know, when you run and you like have to put your hands over your head and you just cannot breathe. It was like that. And I was like, what in the world? I got up to go to the bathroom and I got lightheaded because I it was just bad. So, oh, oh, definitely. So what my mom started doing is we started the steam treatment. 
and she was boiling uh, like a pot with water and orange peels and lemon peels, I think it was. And she was bringing it to me. Well, by the door because we weren't having contact and basically I would put it right in front of me with the towel over my head and just inhale all the steam for a good 10-15 minutes it did wonders for my pores by the way because we were doing it <laughs> no, I- <laughs> you haven't noticed <laughs> you're glowing no. <laughs> thank you <laughs> no 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 um definitely like I was doing that on the hour every hour for like a week and a half I had to because after the 10, 15 minutes, I was able to like take a deep breath in, like inhale. And then 40 minutes later, I started the shortness of breath again. So I had to do it again every hour. When I was sleeping, I had to sleep sometimes sitting up because I just laying down. I just couldn't catch my breath. Then I had to lay down on my like on my front. It was it was horrible. And then I had like mild fever, you oh, know, no. the phlegm, the coughing. The only thing I, I was in contact with my doctor. And basically, he just said as long as my symptoms don't worsen and my fever doesn't go up because it was a mild fever. It was nothing crazy. So he was just like, as long as that doesn't get any higher, you know, then you're good to stay home, but definitely go to the ER if anything worsens. And I, I was so adamant about going to the hospital because it's just scary, you know, like at least here I've been, I was alone. I was, you know, but my family was around and my mom was kind of, you know, helping me and giving me somewhat of attention, you know, keeping her distance. But yeah, it, it was definitely scary. I still consider myself very fortunate because it didn't get as bad as it has for other people. But I wouldn't want anybody. I definitely don't want to go through this ever again. And I don't want anybody ever so to have to go through real. that. You, you would confirm, right? It's it, The coronavirus is a conspiracy. I I think so. I, yeah. I would put money on it. I would Now I think I would put money on it. Do they, like, give you any medicine or, like, any kind of medication at all? Or they uh, Well, my doctor told me to keep using the inhaler, and he told me, you know, Tylenol and everything for, like, the headache. Oh, because I did have an ongoing headache that wasn't going away and stuff. But other than that, really, it's just, Feeding your body the right nutrients, vitamins, drinking lots of water, and just letting it fight the virus, yeah. you know? Because that's what I was um, curious, like, do they just kind of tell you to, like, ride it out, essentially? Well, for the most part, yeah. that's what I had been hearing, you know, because when I got tested, they gave me this little pamphlet of, like, well, when you get the results back, if by any chance you're positive, this is what you need to do. Take your temperature, make sure you don't have a fever, drink lots of water, get lots of rest, and all that stuff. So it's kind of, like, treat it like the common cold, I guess. Um but in the sense where if my breathing would have gone even worse, where I felt like a fish underwater, but like times a thousand, then definitely seek, you know, the ambulance or, you know, go go to the ER and stuff. Uh, well, thank you so much uh, for, for sharing <laughs> what you went through and stuff. And um, yeah. I'm sorry that I, I really that I have to, you know, like not use you an ex- as an example, but I just want people to know it's very real. Um, it's horrible. And we should anybody. still practice social distancing and and be safe when it comes to, you know, like going out and stuff. And it OK, so this is my question to you, Melissa. Um, yeah. Do you feel like now that with all these protests that are going on, um, is it going to spike up? Um, I don't know. It would be crazy if it didn't, um, because there's been so many people and just so like in such a like 
small, you know, spaces and stuff. It's also outside and everybody's got their own posters. It's not like people are sharing bathrooms and sharing all of that stuff, which is, you know, one of the main ways it can, you know, be transmitted and stuff. But I definitely think it's going to spike up for sure. I mean, how can it not with all that many people around? Right. I mean, definitely people should keep wearing the mask, wearing the gloves and just trying to avoid it and stuff. Um, I'm all for the protests. I am here for it. I love it. It kind of hurts me that I can't be out there, you know, protesting as well. But it also scares me because it was already scary as it is here in Arizona, um, you know, with the hospitals and stuff like that and maybe running out of equipment or, you know. Mm -hmm. And then this happened. It's just the timing has just been awful, I think, for all of this. Um, but yeah, that does scare me. I think, and and you're not exposing me or using me or anything like that. I, I don't mind sharing this. Um, anybody that's asked me or has noticed that my snap, I haven't been out or something, I just straight up tell them like, no, I got, you know, I, I tested positive. And I mean, I feel like that's the only way people actually like, I feel like register. that's the only way they actually go, like, register, like, yeah. when they know someone that has it. That's when they're like, oh, crap. Yeah, Do you think I should get tested, Melissa? Do you think, like, Raul was saying the same thing when I told him. He was yeah. like, oh, what? And it's so funny because so many people have told me, you told me this, you're the first person I know that has it. Because yeah. I feel like there's, like, in it, like, kind of a shame maybe people think yeah like, I, I think yeah. So. yeah they're like oh but like you said like people think it's so far from them because they don't know someone personally that it doesn't yeah. really like connect that like oh shit like this is a real thing <laughs> and it's and it's not and it's not something to be embarrassed about like I said I no. did nothing to myself to it or I mean you know I was still out and about so it was bound to happen or it's not a surprise that it happened mm -hmm. I just want everybody else to be more careful and um to really 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 take care of themselves and protect themselves not just for us because we're we're if anything we're, we're we're young and we're a little bit more resilient to this but for mm -hmm. our parents right. I would go through this for another two months if that guaranteed me my parents won't ever you know so yeah. if half the time our generation has to you know really well, for the most part, generation has to make sure they're considering that. Be careful, not for you, but for the older folks, because right. mm -hmm. that's who, yeah, that's who really has to worry about this affecting them in like the long, long run and stuff. Oh, well, thank you so much for that. Um, do you have anything in the works right now? I know you're, uh, I hate to out you, but I know you're working on your first stand up. What's going on with that? Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, God, you're putting me on the spot. Really bad. No, you know what it is. You know what it is. What it is is that she's too scared to do it, but she's freaking hilarious, and she has the, you know, she has the charisma, and she. I believe it. She, she got that raspy voice. I would yeah. listen to that. <laughs> see, see what I'm saying? Like, um, so, but yeah, she's she's been writing her jokes, and they're really really good. I've sent him a couple of bits. I've sent you probably like six or seven of my bits, and he laughs at them. And I feel like okay, I think that's, funny. that's good. I'm not because... just saying that to be nice to you because I I could say mean <laughs> yeah. shit and you I, you won't get offended. So like I'm no no not at all. I think I think so. So what's going on? What what you plan on doing that in the future or what? I feel like now that I moved back to Arizona, honestly, now that I moved back, um, kind of a fresh start. I need to not be scared of anything anymore. I'm like, I feel like the one thing I devoted myself to failed. 
So now I shouldn't be scared of anything else. I need to do open mics. I need to start doing stand-up. When I found out he was doing the stand-up, I right away like reached out to him yeah. and I'm like, dude, I'm yeah. living through you. I'm like, Raul, you're deliving my dream. I'm like, I want to do stand-up, but I'm just so scared. I'm not funny. Because so I, I think feel like funny. I think, I funny. think I'm the Dude, I, I'm the funniest person I know, but that's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's me. <laughs> no, definitely. I, I really think that you should go for it. And what what's going to happen? You're going to fail? What? So what? Like, people are going to fail. Got corona? You you're could, not. You could do it. I don't, I don't think you're going to fail. Exactly. Because, you could do anything. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Like, that should be the least of your worry. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I mean, I hope you uh, go through with it. I hope you get healthy. And, Thank um, you. I hope to speak to you soon. Thank you so much for joining the Rowley Knows podcast. Oh, thank and, you so much for having me. Yeah, this and then we're, we're, we'll have you again on the show, and we'll speak about other things. So, All right. Um, thank you so Sounds much for good. joining us again, and uh, have okay. a great day. It's nice meeting you. <laughs> it's very nice meeting you, Danielle. Good luck, and hopefully everything gets situated with your job soon, too. <laughs> thank you. Everybody say bye. <laughs> bye, guys. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, awesome. that was great. Uh, yeah. So coronavirus is real. So real, and, and um, yeah, that's what's going on. And I, I, I know you heard. I, I, I'm sorry. I know you told me earlier that you used to work at the. Well, that your inter- internship was in L.A., right? Correct. Yeah. Um, you met you you met your boyfriend there, right? Uh, <laughs> I did. It okay, was w- so what's your boyfriend's name? His name's David. So people won't be in the comments DJ trying Mills. to claim you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm spoken for. But yeah, so we met. Um, it's kind of like crazy because, you know, I'm from I'm from Vegas. Like I I have family in L.A., but I really had no other reason to kind of pick L.A. Where is he from? He is kind of complicated. He was born in Atlanta, okay. kind of born and raised in Atlanta. Then he, he kind of moved around a little bit, spent some time in Boston. He sounded so country when he said, kind of moved around a little bit. Little bit. <laughs> Uh, but then he, I believe he kind of went, it's complicated. He's like, is he from ever. Boston? No, 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 not from Boston. Don't tell he, me he's from Boston. What? I fucking hate Boston. <laughs> Yo, the Celtics, the, fuck the Celtics. Oh, shoot. Uh, freaking Guillermo, where he oh, at? Yeah. Guillermo. <laughs> um, but he kind of grew up middle school, high school in Long, Long Island, uh, Long Island, New York. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then he went to college out in Albany, New York. Oh, okay, so kind cool. of more New York. He's Grr. New York. He's from yeah, New York. He's from New York. It's yeah. mad brick out, B. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so shout out to you. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll meet you one day, I'm sure. No, he's a good guy. He, so I'm yeah. trying to get him to come out here. So, so oh, he doesn't live. Okay. Oh, so. So right now he's in North Carolina. So that's why wow. he's like all over the place. Is he like stationed or something or what? No, what his, his mom lives in North Carolina. Ah, um, I see. Yeah. So he's out there currently. Uh, we, he somehow ended up at, in LA too for his internship. So we both worked at. Um, the same hotel last summer and then yeah it was cute we were interns together <laughs> and then we started hanging out outside of work and yeah so we were both in LA and then um, when our internship ended we were kind of like well we still want to be with each other um, and so we started doing long distance how do you feel about long distance um, I don't mind it I, I mean obviously, I love being with him so like yeah like, so obviously the, if it's worth it like you'd be yeah. able to do it but like I like my entire like life or like the my dating life I was like oh, I'll never do long distance it doesn't work blah 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 but I feel like I don't know I've talked to people who have been in long distance relationships they're married and have been in long distance relationships so I think 
if you can make it work and you're dedicated to making it work, then it can. Mm. So. Yeah, see, I have, like, a little story. I, I kind of want to say too much because uh, it's, it's kind of old, but kind of, like, uh, it's relevant to what you just said. I, I used to think the same way. Like, I, I yeah. would never do long distance. But when I was in high school, I was dating this girl, and I met her at the wrong time. Definitely. Well, that's it, always what it is. But but I mean, right I'm person, te- wrong time. Technically, <laughs> no, no. I, I met her at the right time because then, like, you know, fuck, you know, I'm, yeah, you know, everything I'm with, happens for a reason. I have my girlfriend now, and then like she's perfect beautiful, for me. Yeah, she, yeah she's love beautiful. I love you, Tyler. So if you're hearing this, but <laughs> couple goals. But but at the time, at the time, I, I was like so into this girl, and it was around that time where like you know we're about to graduate. Uh, we're our senior, we're seniors, and she was really good at soccer, so she got a scholarship in Florida. So she ended up like, you know, she was telling me from the from from the jump, she was like, hey, look, I'm going to Florida. I don't want anything serious. So I was like, yeah, cool. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. cool. You know what I mean? So Did like, you like, have the intention of like staying together? When no, she left? no. Oh, when she left. OK, so I didn't. OK, I didn't know you were going to say that. So oh, I'm about to in, in the beginning, <laughs> in, in the beginning, in the beginning, it was uh, I wanted to be with her. Right. And when she told me like, oh, I can't because of, you know, like, I don't want to get my heart broken. We're going to leave. It's not going to work out. Long Especially a long distance relationship coast to coast. Because that's yeah, like that's, what that we is deal coast with to coast. too. That like three hour cool. time difference. It's it's work. But yeah. God, sorry. Yeah, definitely work. But but, you know, like I, you know, I tried uh, making it work with this girl. And, you know, she told me straight up, like, hey, look, like, no, like, listen, I don't want I don't want to do anything like relationship wise with you. So Aww. I got kind of kind of crushed, yeah, and, and especially because I don't get rejected. Because you know, come on, look at me. No, no, I'm just playing. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But 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 uh, yeah, she kind of rejected me. And then as soon as like two weeks into her being in Florida, she started calling me like, "Hey, let's make it work." Oh. <laughs> like I, I I miss you all this da, da da da. And at the time, I was just like, "Man, like it's not how it works." Like I told you, I was willing to, you know. Mm-hmm. Either were you with it? Or yeah, so like once the ship sailed, the ship is sailed. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, that's my experience when when it comes to long distance relationships. That's tough too with like, because um, I was even talking about this with my friend, like uh, high school relationships that move into college mm-hmm. and that go long distance. It's tricky. It's tricky, it's tricky. <laughs> especially that time in your life is also very like you're getting to know yourself. Like going from like the transition from high school to college, like you've changed so much in like those years. So. So being that, uh, you know, long distance relationships, uh, does, did he, uh, did he, okay, so you moved from Albany, right? From college or whatever? Yeah, so after, after our internship ended, he moved back to Albany and he had his whole senior year. um, And then I finished December. So I had one more semester left of college. So I had to come back to Vegas to finish out college. And then I moved back to LA for my job, um, back in downtown Los Angeles. Um, so then we were doing LA, New York for a while. And like we would visit each other. Like um, I know in my senior semester, I, I went out there in October. I also went out there in November and then he came and visited me um, for New Year's. So we still saw each other a lot. And I think that's also important too when you're in a long distance relationship is to try to like commit to, you know, seeing each other, making time. I mean, because, I mean, honestly, being in a long distance in the 20th century, what are we, 21st? 21st, 21st. I don't know. It's it's a lot easier because you have, (laughs) like, FaceTime, you have Skype. I can see him essentially whenever I want. I just, like, pick up my phone. Um, But also making time to see each other physically is also really important. And then I feel like also we have this end goal because he was supposed to move out to California. Um, 
now. We were, were pre peak pre corona. We were supposed to be out in California at this time, um, but we both had the end goal of also being in the same space. So that kind of also helped with long distance. I think definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So um, did he like LA when he was out there? I know he's. Uh yeah. That's a di- he liked very it. different. He was supposed to go out to Santa Barbara, mm. um, but. I love LA. LA is freaking dope. You were there when uh, I hate to say it, I mean, it's, I'm probably gonna yeah. cry saying this, but you were there when Kobe died, right? Yeah, yeah, that was that was really recipes Kobe. Yeah, and I mean, especially just seeing, because um, I was also in LA last summer when um, Nipsey Hussle died. Oh wow! And um, just seeing like this, the way the city came together, that was that was insane. And then this this year. I was working, like, the property that I'm working at is right. Like, I go out the back doors. I'm in the Staples Center Plaza. Yeah. That's and crazy. So, so I can only imagine how many people were there. Yeah. Like, I, the day I found out, I worked a PM shift. So I went, I was, like, at the mall in the morning, and, like, I get a text from my boyfriend, and he, like, sent me, like, a news article screenshot, and he was just, like, I can't believe it. And I was, you, like, I read it, and I was, like, that's insane. That's like, crazy. even though, like, I don't really follow, like, basketball. But you like, know who Kobe Bryant is. Everyone knows who Kobe Bryant is. Like, he, like, everyone knows, like, who he is and, like, how great he is, was, and, yeah, so, like, I, I opened that text, and it was crazy, and then I, I kind of park a little bit away from the hotel that I work at, and, like, as I'm walking, I'm just seeing, like, like hundreds of people, like, walking around with their jerseys on, like, tears in their eyes. And it definitely, it was It me. was insane, yeah, like, I can't imagine, and then, like, why, why uh, I went in a little bit earlier just because I just wanted to see what the plaza looked like, and so, like, I went into the plaza, and there's already, like, uh, all the signage says like in loving memory and like there's just like huge 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 crowds of people outside and they're all chanting like Kobe Kobe and like the memorials out and it was just it was insane like the city was hurting and you could feel it like yeah. you could like just feel it everywhere you went and not only just in LA like there was everywhere like they had the memorials for him in Vegas they had memorials for him in New York and mm-hmm. Boston like everywhere like every a lot of people loved Kobe Bryant, and mm-hmm. it just sucks the way that he passed because tragic. It was very tragic. Yeah. Um, rest in peace to the ones that were in peace, like yeah. in the incident, and it just yeah. sucks to me because like his his daughter died with him. Mm-hmm. Like his very yeah, my young heart daughter. goes out to Vanessa. Like yeah, so that is just I can't imagine like losing like the love of your life and like your daughter. Yeah, that's crazy, and it, it's just crazy. Like uh, so many, so many people. He's affected so many people's lives just by making them happy by playing basketball mm-hmm. and just giving them a mentality. Because he definitely had a really like interesting mentality. He wrote books and mm-hmm. uh, he had commercials and he, his 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 uh, mementos and mm-hmm. everything that he said like kind of resonated with people that were trying to do something. And if they were great, like. There yeah, like not even basketball, just like yeah, artists, life. like yeah. artist life. Yeah. Um, he got an Oscar for filmmaking. Like he was very involved and inspired many people. Mm-hmm. And what I saw just like from his passing was um, that like many cultures got together. Like so many cultures got together. Um, There's mariachis on the plaza singing Mexican music because mm-hmm. yeah. um, the Lakers are a big part of the Mexican culture. Like. We grew up with with any winning team. Like, it, it was a dynasty. Like, the Lakers were always champions. So, I'm pretty sure, like... Y'all can't see this, but he got Lakers, Lakers, yeah, Lakers know, everywhere so in his I, room. Yeah, so definitely a big Laker fan here. And, uh, yeah, my heart, my heart goes out to all the people that were affected on that. Yeah, but it's definitely... 
it was uh it was very it was just a very somber feeling like watching everything that was happening and I remember even I was at work and I'm like at the front desk like watching the entire thing that's happening in the Staples Center like right behind me and it was just it's sad it's just a sad sad thing like 2020 has not been kind yeah definitely not yeah. especially like now that they're just like uh the only thing that it's kind with is like the new shows on Netflix have you yeah. been watching anything by the way um, I mean, like, I'm a, like, a documentary buff. I love watching documentaries right now. Big one right now. Epstein. I went into this deep, dark rabbit hole with this guy okay, so, prior to... So, if people don't know who Epstein is, who is he? Okay, so, ooh, how do you even describe him? So, his name's Jeffrey Epstein. Um, he was kind of like a hedge fund, kind of, he, uh, he knew a lot of wealthy people, um, managed their money, like, uh... Les Wexler, the guy who owns, um, like, L Brands, which is, like, Victoria's Secret, Bath & Body Works, all this stuff. He knew, like, big-name people, like, Bill Clinton and just, like, Harvey Weinstein and not not a good guy to know. Like, he just always surrounded himself with um, very influential, political, powerful people. And basically, he was just, like, a sick, sick, sick pedophile and an um, like lured girls, like underage girls, like girls that he knew were, you know, 16, 17, as young as like 12, I think was like the youngest. Um, and he would just solicit them for prostitution and he targeted, like he, he would groom these girls. Like he'd, is that, is that all that in the documentary? All of it's in the documentary. I highly suggest you watch it. It's a really good documentary for sure. And there's like tons of YouTube videos on it as well. Like I, I remember, like, following the case kind of before before his big trial because he kind of – he was arrested and put in jail in, like, 06, 07 in Florida um, when he was convicted of bringing, like – I think it was, like, 40 girls at that time that, that he shit. actually, like, knew that he was bringing them so, to – So he got caught? Oh, he got caught. He got what caught in, fuck? like, in o- like like more than 15 years ago he got caught. And he'd been doing this for years. Like prior to that so he would like bring these girls to like his his mansion in florida and that's where he got arrested and put in prison or put in jail um and he would just bring them in and say like oh like just give me a massage i'll give you like two hundred dollars and in that massage like he would ask them to get naked he wow. would touch them and like he also had this it was like his right hand gal Ghislaine maxwell and she would kind of do the same thing and that oh. that's the sick part for me too is because like as a woman, like, I just wouldn't think, like, she was the, basically procuring these young, young teenage girls for him, and just sick, just <laughs> sick, but yeah, so he got arrested in 2006, 2007, I can't remember, spent, er, he got an 18-month sentence, only spent 13 months of that sentence he in knew prison. People. He knew people. He knew, oh, he knows, like, crazy, crazy people. Only spent 13 months, and, like, he was on a work release. So, of that 13 months, he would spend six out of the seven days a week out well, for so 12 hours. so he would hours. just have to check in to jail. Barely in jail. Yeah. Barely in jail. They do that to basketball players and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, so barely in jail. And then he continued to do these things, like, had a sex island, pretty much, like, where he would fly girls out on this plane that he called the Lolita Express. And, like, Lolita is, like... It's a it's a book I think I don't know when it was written but it's about like a like an older man who was like obsessed with like this twelve year old girl so it's just like he calls how it did, that how did we not know this like yeah. who is not checking him but yeah so he would like fly people like fly girls out to like this island have sex with them rape them like 
cover it as like their masseuses and they give massages and but like had powerful as people like Bill Clinton went to this sex island like I think like it's documented like at least like 10 times (laughs) yeah like uh, I don't think Harvey Weinstein went but Bill Clinton was definitely like seen on that island with underage girls naked wow groping like just nasty stuff and then like they talk about it in the documentary as well so when the whole Me Too movement came about he kind of resurfaced again and people kind of spoke out like you know this guy is doing this to hundreds of underage girls like raping them like grooming them like just nasty stuff and I, i'm interested now i, I gotta watch it i, re- it's, it's I heard a deep dark rabbit hole. I heard, so so where is he at now like so he was once the whole me too movement he had he came back from like europe i think and so he was finally got arrested um and then he was supposed to go on trial but while he was being held at a prison in i think it was new york um he killed himself oh killed himself just so 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 he got whacked he got whacked because he knows uh i didn't mention prince andrew the duke of york a fucking royalty family like and there's this crazy interview of prince andrew like because once like it came out that epstein had all these charges against him and all these allegations like people were like oh now i don't know him but they wanted to spend years of being his friend up until he got kind of like wow and so, so they knew that he did that kind of stuff, but they wouldn't say anything. There's no or way they were they involved. Didn't know. They they knew. They like Bill Clinton uh, knew. Yeah, attended parties where there's a picture of Prince Andrew and one of the victims who's spoken out about this, like, and she was like, Prince Andrew raped me like six times. Wow. Like it, there's like no denying it at this point, and I feel like you're you're a high profile person in jail you're, he was i think he tried to commit suicide like two days prior to him actually doing it and so he was like on suicide watch and somehow he somehow, kills himself. somehow he kills himself and no one saw and none of the cameras were pointing there and the guards had fallen asleep what the like fuck? like this it's just so i think that's why i get so interested in it because like it's just like how it's a conspiracy they, just yeah. imagine all the information that they probably kept that's or, like, saying. nothing's out yet. If he would have went to trial... He would have probably outed everybody out. Yeah, exposed the freaking prince, like, Bill Clinton. Like, he knew powerful people. Like, he could not Didn't have he hang out with uh, Donald Trump, too? Donald Trump. Yeah, and then Donald Trump is like, oh, I... Because I guess, like, he had... Epstein had sexually assaulted one of his workers at Mar-a-Lago. Um, but he was like, I'm not friends with him. And, but Trump has even quoted saying something like... Um, yeah, Epstein, great guy, very charming, um, is known to hang around young women. And, like, that didn't age well at all. Wow. <laughs> but, yeah, just a, it, it's definitely worth the watch. It's only four episodes. Like, documentary, or, the yeah, the documentaries on Netflix, they're really, they're really pulling through. But it's definitely, definitely one to, uh, to check out for oh, sure. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, now, now I'm interested in that. That's all I'm thinking. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, I'm going to say that. But, like, yeah, I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah, no, I, I would. It's it's a dark dark hole, but it's just like a, what was like a freaking the cat one. You're just, like, watching it, and you're just like. Tiger King? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like, I, I enjoyed it. Well, that it. one, and then I there's also it. the one that's, like, don't fuck with cats. And you're just, oh, like, watching yes. it, and you're just like, what the. Yeah, don't fuck with cats. I've heard of it, but I've never gone to it. But yeah. I, Okay, so fuck don't fuck with cats is, like. So from what I know, and and I could be uh, mixing up information, but from what I remember is that like this lady that hacks computers. No, she so that lady's actually from Vegas, but she was 
I guess it's like this Facebook page or whatever. Um, and there was just like this thing circulating on the internet of this guy who was kind of like, he would post videos of himself like fucking with cats. Like he would like put them in like a vacuum cleaner and like basically killing them. And then moral of the story, like that guy ended up killing someone. And then they like, um, they solved this whole murder case of this um, Asian man because like that lady and like all these other people on the internet were trying to like put pieces together of like, who is this guy? Why is he fucking with cats? And then turns out he ended up like literally chopping someone up and wow. killing them. So. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Netflix <laughs> is really finding like the cream of the crop in the world <laughs> and just exposing them. So that's what you've been doing. Just watching uh, like documentaries, uh, uh, obviously other things as well, but yeah. Um, what do you I mean, got? What do you got working for yourself? Uh, as in, like, you're gonna go back to work when when all these things settles down? Yeah. So ho- I mean, I have a lot of hope that I mean, like, it's hope, but I also know that the hospitality industry is gonna bounce back. Definitely. Like, it already did. Yeah, like, it already did. Like, we're in Vegas. We see it. Like, people are going out to eat. Um, like you see people in the casinos. Like, people want to travel. So mm-hmm. I have no doubt in my mind that, you know, it's gonna bounce back from this. I think there's going to be a lot of new processes and ways that we have to do things. Like I know Marriott's just put out um, how they're going to have like plexiglass and they're like sanitizing all the high traffic areas. So it's like, that's the way that we have to be now, but it's a good way to kind of get people to feel more comfortable about going out to travel because they want to, people want to travel for sure. Yeah, definitely. Where do you see yourself in uh, the next couple years when it comes to your career? Um, I would like to, I mean, the basis of why I really went into hospitality was to travel. Mm. So, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I thought about, I mean, I definitely would like to stay with Marriott and see like what career I could build with them because it's a great company and like they're all over the world this has become a platform for <laughs> Marriott but yeah I, I want to kind of expand my career in hospitality um definitely in management I I graduated with concentration meetings and events so I kind of didn't want to it'd be interesting to see what the world of meetings and events will look like in the future with the whole social distancing and all of that um but yeah just basically learn all that I can be a sponge as my general manager said mm. it's probably the best advice that I've ever gotten um, but yeah, travel more, learn more, and eat. Eat, yeah, <laughs> <No>. eat definitely. <laughs> yeah. So being that you know we're 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 on the topic of eating, I guess now. So, yeah. um, from when I first met you, I know I remember I, I made fun of you a little bit because you were like a <laughs> vegan, right? Are you a vegan still or vegetarian? No, no, no. I was. Um, I think when we met, I might have been pescatarian. At yeah, the time. I think that's what it was. Yeah, so I still ate. When I started, like, my whole I don't want to eat meat anymore, I started pescatarian, so I still ate fish. Um, and That's right. Yeah, so I think I was pescatarian for a year, and I think it kind of just – I think one day I was just thinking about, like, my dog, and I was like, I love my dog so much. Like, I just couldn't see myself, like – I was <laughs> like, I love animals, and I don't want to eat, eat them. them, I guess. <laughs> um so, yeah, I think that kind of was what started my whole I don't want to eat meat anymore. But I think I wanted to go into it slow because I, I had tried in the past to cut out meat and stuff. And I think it was so cold turkey with it that it was, like, so hard. Like, veganism, hard as hell. I don't know how people do that. I'm still not there yet. One day, hopefully, I can Wh- be. Where are you at right now? 
Right now, I am a vegetarian, a lacto-ovo vegetarian. So oh, I still okay. eat dairy, and I still eat eggs. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. that's not as bad, I guess. Yeah. But, okay, so being that you have, you're a lacto-ovo. It's like the fancy term. Lacto. You eat eggs and I fucking dairy. I eat eggs dairy. and milk. <laughs> yeah. I like yogurt. Being that, being that that's, like, you know, your thing, what what are the best places, or your favorite places to eat Ooh. in Vegas? It, okay. Since we're in the hospitality yeah. world, you know, speak a little bit about um, it. Well, there's this place like right near UNLV. Um, I think it's Vegination, or I can't remember. Vegina- Vegination is downtown. downtown. Okay, there's another one that has like Veja in the name that's right uh, near UNLV. Damn. I can't remember the name. Modern of it. Vegan. Ooh, yeah, that might be it. Yeah, it's so like right, like Thomas and Mac is right here, and then it's right there. Modern Vegan. I think that's what it is. Um, they're pretty good. Um, vegetation's really good. I honestly haven't been to a lot of, like, that niche, this is only oh, vegan. vegan. Yeah. Because you're I feel you're like one of those people that are, go to a restaurant and make it fucking hard for us, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Low-key. Okay, so I went to park on Fremont the other day for okay. my birthday, and they didn't. I didn't realize that they didn't have, like, a full... I, like, I went on Yelp, and they were like, there's a vegan menu. So I was like, lit. All right, we're going to go here. And then, and the, then whole, the kitchen wasn't serving it, right? I think that's my – They I think they might have had, like, a collapsed menu because mm. they didn't have, like, everything. But, yeah, so they didn't have anything. So I ended up getting a uh, pastrami sandwich with no, no pastrami. pastrami. So. You're fucking <laughs> kidding me, bro. I basically had a s- grilled cheese with sauerkraut. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it was – delicious yeah i mean i love i mean if you enjoyed it so what honestly if anything that order it's just it sounds annoying but if you think about it like the cook was probably like oh late i don't have to warm up the pastrami i mean do do you i feel like i'm not like super picky because most places you go you can find a vegetarian item on the menu but do you get that a lot where you're just like uh no it's we get that a lot we get that a lot um being that i cook uh my profession is uh to cook french food yeah and fine dining so i French French use butter for fucking everything. Like, <laughs> yeah. like we 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 cook the the vegetables in butter. Like they're covered in butter or beef fat, bacon fat, yeah. duck fat, like all this other shit. Like we use a lot of fucking bad. Like it's not good for you. French food is not good for you. But it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. But that's what makes it so good. But yeah, I mean, like we'll, we'll have everything prepped up, and then in the middle of fucking the shits, like we get like a oh we, we have a vegan. Like, yeah. See, that's what I I try not to be like. I try not to be that annoying person that's like, I can't eat. No, it. I get it. People I'll gotta eat. But dude, if you're a vegan, don't eat at a French restaurant, bro. Yeah, just know your place. Yeah, know your place. <laughs> know your fucking place. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> I'm just like, there's. No, we I mean, tried. we live in like a, a time where there's ve- full blown vegan restaurants. So no, you, you know got what? Options, you know what? You know, me. I'm in hosp- I'm in the form of hospitality. We will, you know, accommodate we'll the guest. Ah, uh, yeah. Put people first. <laughs> Boo, so yeah. Go eat at a vegan restaurant. <laughs> so that's where I'm at with that, man. Uh, I, I honestly. Do you ever consider it? Well, you know what? Just Meat, meatless Monday. Uh, I could probably. Yeah. I just don't want to. <laughs> I feel it. I could Sometimes do it. Defi- I, miss it. I could definitely do it because if I could do keto, like the just the willpower of. Did just, you do? Are you doing keto? No, I'm not. Not anymore. Oh. But I, I was at one point, but that's a different. I don't want to get into it. Yeah. But yeah, I if I was, it took I know a lot, a lot of, of people that have done it and they lost crazy weight. No, I did. So I did. It's I cool. I went like I probably like. Went two months out of being at graduation, and I dropped 30, 35 pounds. That's crazy. But you can't really see it because it was all core. It was, like, core and, you, you like, water weight and all yeah. this other stuff. But, um, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, so, yeah. I, I don't want to talk about the keto. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> no, to talk about keto. I know it's very complex, so. 
Yeah. Definitely. So, you know, uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Miss Danielle Olson. This is pretty awesome. Where can they find you? Or, like, um, do you want to, like, promote something? Sure. Like? Follow me on Instagram, Danielle Olson with two N's and Danielle. O-L-S-O-N. Olson. Um, like, like the American Ashley. They spell it with an E-N. Ooh. But I used to tell people in grade school that I was related to them. Oh, wow. <laughs> they probably couldn't see it. <laughs> I mean, the, the resemblance is uncanny. Right. You know? No, but they couldn't see the difference between Olsen and Olsen. Oh, yeah. Sand. Nah. People don't mind. That's cool. So yeah, follow her follow on, Instagram. on Instagram. I don't really have much else to I'll put come out to L.A. when I come back. Oh, yeah. Okay. Visit me <laughs> at my hotel. And, uh, yeah. So thank you so much for tuning in to episode five of Raleigh Knows Podcast. Um, I would like to thank Danielle Olson once again and thank Melissa Calles. Thank you so much for uh, joining us today. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. So thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye.